To some, the term covenant lands simply as an Old Testament word. But what does it mean to us today? This is episode 17 of What We Believe and Why with pastor, author, and teacher Dr. George Byron Koch. We're jumping back into our discussion of love and obedience. And today we're specifically looking at how the covenant plays into our everyday lives today as believers. Here's George. Last time we began looking at the covenant between God and Abram, and we looked at the conditions of it and the way that it was executed in Genesis 15. This time we're going to look a little more deeply at this covenant with Abraham because it's repeated and reinforced and more fully revealed just a few verses later in Genesis 17, when Abram is very old and has still not had a child by his wife Sarai, even though God had promised him innumerable descendants, and Abram believed him. And here's what Genesis 17 says. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant." to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, throughout their generations." This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. This passage is tightly packed with remarkable requirements and promises all of which will be revealed and unfold in history, in Abram's life, in the rest of the Old Testament, and right on through the New Testament. But look how it begins. Something new and deeply important. God tells Abram to walk before me and be blameless. Here, God does not say, as he did in Genesis 15, trust and I will count it as righteousness. Here God says, walk blameless, and he will make an everlasting covenant to be God to Abram, renamed Abraham, and all his descendants. He promises not just innumerable descendants, but nations of descendants. The Hebrew for walk blameless actually translates closer to Before my face walk and be or become complete, 
flawless, wholehearted. It is a call to sanctification in God's presence. It is similar to the righteousness of Genesis 15, which is to live in harmony with God's will, but here it calls for engagement, participation. This complete, flawless, wholehearted does not mean being frozen in some stiff, legalistic stasis, rigidly controlled, never violating the law. Law isn't even mentioned any of this. It came much later under Moses. The sense is more like a perfect sunset, or a perfectly loving friend, or a profound integrity, authenticity, or a quick suppleness of response to the leading of the Master. The sense is the character of our intimate relationship to the one that we love and care about, not the frightened response to one we fear will hurt us for the slightest infraction. So what Genesis 17 further shows us about the covenant with Abram, here renamed Abraham, is that Abraham is to be complete, flawless, wholehearted, authentic, because pretense hides flaws, in God's presence? This should ring a big bell. Remember the chapters we did together on salvation and sanctification? In salvation, we trust the faithfulness and promises of Jesus— His righteousness is counted as ours, and we enter an everlasting covenant. And then in sanctification, we grow toward wholeness, authenticity, and wholehearted love by the presence of the Spirit of God with us. The covenant pattern with Abraham is the same as God's covenant pattern with Christians— God initiates the relationship with eternal promises. We trust him and enter the everlasting covenant he establishes, and he works with us to grow us up, to make us wholehearted and complete. Now, I don't want to be cute or trivial, but an insightful and useful parallel is the attentiveness of a loyal dog. He doesn't really comprehend the nature of our human lives, our possessions, or our family connections. He doesn't speak our language, though he learns some of the words we speak to him. But what he does do is watch our faces closely. And the most loyal, obedient, and desiring to please dogs strive to read our faces and respond to our needs. They spend the time and attention to us needed to learn to do this really well. That's the sense of being before God's face and becoming complete, flawless, wholehearted. It is ready obedience and suppleness of response. What a dog does in his relation with a human being, that attention That attention is just what we should be giving our Lord as he leads us. 
Now, I want to turn as a further expansion on understanding this to circumcision. Boy, for many in the current age and culture, the last element of the covenant with Abraham seems strange and even primitive. God says the sign of the covenant will be that Abraham and all his male descendants must be circumcised. Interesting, the Hebrew word for covenant, berit, also means to cut. The Jewish rite of circumcision is called berit malah, or covenant of circumcision. In the West, this is often pronounced bris, by the way. Keep this in mind. Now consider this from Galatians 3. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, isn't this an odd collection of claims? Paul is writing to the Galatians who are Gentiles. They are not a part of the house of Israel. They weren't a part of the promise made to the Israelites, the Jews. Paul is saying that a promise was made to Abraham that his seed would spread beyond Israel to all the earth. It is now spread to the Gentiles. They are included as a part of the promise made to Abraham. Paul goes on, Brethren, I speak in terms of human relations, even though it is only a man's covenant. Yet, when it has been ratified, no one sets it aside or adds conditions to it. Now, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed, that is, Christ. And here's the argument Paul is making. The promise given to Abraham 400 years before the law was given to Moses was that Abraham would be blessed through his seed, singular, a single future descendant, and that is Christ. The covenant made with Abraham pre-existed the law. It came before the law was ever established. Paul is saying that promise was never broken or replaced. That is, through Christ Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, the promise to Abraham is extended to everyone, not just the children of Israel. Here is again Galatians 3. What I am saying is this, the law which came 430 years later does not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance is based on law, it is no longer based on a promise. But God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. Well, what does this mean? We'll look at it in just a moment. We will indeed, George. Thank you. Before the break, an invitation to join folks from 67 countries who are using what we believe and why to bolster their faith walk. Go to the website by the same name. It's available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook as well. We encourage you to check out the resources there. And stay with us. We'll be right back. <music> 